Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the community conversation brought to you by Prototype Training Systems, home of CrossFit Prototype. Uh, the community conversation highlights a different member of the prototype community each week and allows them to tell their story, share their life experience, and communicate their perspective on all things fitness. All listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos that highlight some of the world's greatest leaders and visionaries. We believe we have some amazing people here at Prototype and we want you to get to know them. So to that end, I want to introduce our 11th guest on the community conversation, Dan Fanslow. A lot of people know him as Dr. Dan. <laughs> uh, Dr. Dan's been part of the Project community even before its inception. He owns a family chiropractic here in Westboro. He's one of our community business sponsors here at Prototype. He's my personal chiropractor, and I will say he's a magician, not only fixing your pain, but also preventing it as well. And uh, another thing about Dan, he's a, I'd say he's a wanderluster. Uh, traveling, seeking out new adventures. That's, that's uh, you know, I think maybe not as much now, but uh, I know that Dan has traveled almost all over the world. Maybe we'll talk a lot about that. And uh, he's a family man, just an all around, just amazing person. So Dr. Dan, thank you for being Thanks. part of the conversation. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about, um, you know, when this all started, right? Like, I prototype open. Did you buzz out? When did prototype open? Oh, what prototype opened in, uh, I thought you said the prototype opened. No, no. Uh, prototype opened in 2012. All right, so that's nine years ago. So 10 years ago, I was working out at Boston Sports Club and Mike was my personal trainer and I was like the guinea pig, it was wild. Um, <laughs> it was like, I think he was learning about CrossFit stuff. All of a sudden we were doing this, we went from like lifting weights to like double unders. I'm like, what are we doing here? You know, and I'm doing all this stuff. And um, there's an, another amazing member, maybe she'll get interviewed one day of our, our community, or maybe she already has, uh, Sally Harwood, probably a bunch of people know her. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sally and I used to work out like personal training with Mike. And to this day, uh, you know, I call her damn that Sally Harwood <laughs> because we'd be doing stuff and Mike would be trying to get me to do like, I don't know, a kipping pull up, or we'd be working on double unders, or we'd be trying to row for time and all this CrossFit stuff that he was developing, his programming. And um, he would always say to me, you know, well, Sally can do, you know, X, Y, Z. And I was like, damn, that's Sally Howard. She was always like achieving stuff that I couldn't achieve. And it was, it was, uh, the competition started then. Um, and uh, she's still kicking my butt, but it's, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to watch the whole development of it. You know, I was, I was a member from day one, you know, right from the beginning, you know, before. Before, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were, we were starting up and then it all, it all took off. It's been awesome. You know, it's been an awesome thing to watch the whole evolution of it. Uh, I was commenting uh, how awesome Mike is I had it just the, the community has just been great at keeping engaged during COVID. It's, it's been really tough. You know, my office, you know, sees a drop off and we're hands on and we never closed. We were essential personnel, had to work from day one, and, you know, trying to navigate the waters of it and trying to allay people's fears and do everything to keep everybody safe. And, you know, keeping the engagement uh, that uh, Prototype has been able to do is just awesome. You know, it's, uh, it's really amazing. You know, you get pounded with these emails every day and probably people go, what the heck is this every day? But it's, it's good at keep, keep keeping everyone engaged. And we were talking, um, Mike and I, before we got on about uh, how, one of the most important things you can do in this time is, is take care of yourself. I mean, it's, it's really, this, this disease is not about the disease, it's about you. I mean, and, and uh, America in general is so unhealthy and anything you can do to improve your, your general well-being is going to go miles toward you know, it's going to beat a mask and a vaccine hands down if you're the right weight, proper vitamin D, good nutrition, exercise, love, 
uh, you get it all, we're going to be uh, a healthier environment than, than anything else anybody can do for us. So it's, it's about getting yourself strong and, uh, and doing that is the most protective thing you can do. Yeah, you, there's, there's so many ways that we can go with this. I've been looking forward to this. Number one, I think I mentioned to you earlier. Uh, well, let me just circle back about Sally. Sally's still crushing it at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. every day. So that is nonstop. So she'll appreciate hearing that shout out. But, uh, you know, before, you know, we kind of keep going down like different rabbit holes, I would love for you to kind of just give a, um, just give everyone kind of like your background. Like, you know, I know everyone knows at this point, kind of you started doing this before um, we even opened up prototype in 2012, but like, where'd you grow up? You know, give us your kind of your story, Dan. Like when did you start um, family chiropractic? Like talk about, let's talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm one of those, uh, anomalies that knew in 11th grade that I was going to be a chiropractor. So, and I never wavered, you know, I, uh, my mother had heard chiropractic could help with asthma and my brother had asthma. And, um, we went to this lecture about from this chiropractor and he talked about how the nervous system controls everything. And that if your spine is in alignment, then your nervous system works better. So anything can get better with chiropractic care. It's not a treatment for everything, but it's just one component of the health and uh, getting your spinal line could help with all these conditions. And my brother never went, uh, but my, my mother and my girlfriend and myself all started going when I was a junior. We went to this lecture and I said, that's what I wanna be when I grow up. And I never wavered, I went right down that road. Um, so I've been doing this for 31 years. So this was, uh, you know, 17, I'm 57. So 40 years ago, when this was the case, chiropractic was, you know, a pretty maligned profession. It wasn't very well respected. Uh, wasn't covered by insurance or any of that. And um, so my mother was like, well, you need to have a, a backup plan. You know, I'm like, here I am, I'm going to be a doctor. She's like, yeah, well, you better have something to fall back on just in case. So when I went to school, I double majored. Um, this is something not a lot of people probably know about me, but my, my major is in musical theater. So I actually, um, you know, that, that's what my BA is in. Um, so I'm pre-med and musical theater, right? And then, and then, um, and then uh, on to chiropractic school in New York out in Long Island um, and uh, started my, uh, my practice from there, moved up to Massachusetts, came here, but I grew up in New York. Um, I had an ex-wife who dragged me up here. And, um, and so started my practice and then um, been in Westboro for 31 years, raised three kids, you know, met my wife, my two stepkids, my daughter raised three kids here. Uh, my youngest is an obstetrician in Tennessee. Uh, Oldest is down in Florida working at Universal Security and the middle daughter and myself and her husband and my wife, Gail, who some of you know, who used to work out across it. Um, she, uh, we built a house in Hudson and uh, we live in this multi-generational house with my two grandkids. And uh, it's been really cool when we built the house, we, uh, we built a CrossFit gym in the house. So we have, you know, rubber floor, double wood, you know, the whole setup um we're missing an air bike but they just got a peloton which you can sort of sub out once in a while but uh mm -hmm. you know so it's great we have rings and pull-up bars and you know it's pretty cool space uh and we've it's so uh that was i came up to westboro I, I wasn't really working out a ton a lot of movement in musical theater you know dance and um took ballet classes, movement classes, a lot of body weight stuff, which is some of the stuff I like a little gymnastic stuff. So some of the things I like or do better at CrossFit, you know, unlike most people at CrossFit, I like burpees. So, you know, <laughs> doing, you know, those kind of things I like. Um, the weights were a whole new thing for me. Um, I had started training with Mike 
we started doing some weights. I played tennis at the time also. So uh, that was something I am. Um, I have, I'm a, I'm a victim of a CrossFit injury from bad technique and bad teachers, not Mike and Brian, but someone showed me butterfly pull-ups once, which I don't think you do much there. Um, some people do them, but, um, and uh, so shoulder injury, I work with Martha to rehab that. It's been much better. I'm able to do pull-ups again. Uh, she's awesome. Another mm -hmm. member of our community, if no one's seen her or any of that, she's, I know she's doing a mobility seminar yeah she's doing a thoracic mobility seminar yeah, actually that's so. actually a good point she's uh so march 2nd and march 9th so by the time this airs that might have already already Correct. passed but yeah shout out to martha there's a lot but she's awesome yeah she helped me out as well and uh you know so just became a member of the community and uh kept doing crossfit it's it's a great exercise and game at the same time and uh so that's been my journey for fitness. This is really, you know, really started back then. I was just kind of an all around, did a lot of stuff, hike, bike, a lot of, but no real traditional fitness. Um, I don't know what happened. Did I lose you? I see you. No, I see you, buddy. You're right there. You see me, but I don't see you. It's some malware thing. I don't know. I see <laughs> you. We'll just keep going. We'll keep going, man. I um, see you. You see me. Well, I, I see you and I see myself and I can hear you. So I think we're good. Okay. So that's really awesome. I don't know. I don't know. something about technology, the, man. You know? Yeah. I can't this. see you or anything. But I'll just stay where I'm at. So, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's crazy. I like my, my screen isn't showing you at all, but well, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to lose you. It's all right, man. We're, we're, in, we're, in, we're in the COVID world still, and uh, we're still doing things virtually. It's actually made things a little bit uh, more convenient for some folks. And, uh, you know, so actually, you know what? Why don't we kind of go there? Like, you know, with everything that's gone on, Dan, with COVID, I know you mentioned like you guys were essential and operating. Um, yeah. Like, you know, let's talk a little bit about that, like how you were able to, you know, work with your patients and yeah. keep okay. everyone... So, all right. and all that sort of stuff because you know i'm a huge advocate of chiropractic work it's done wonders for me i've had multiple back issues you know um you, you obviously know yeah. you're the one that treated me so um and, uh, and yeah so how, how did that work or how has yeah, it been working so it was pretty tough all right in the beginning um we um i'm on the board of registration of chiropractors but we uh we were, it was, it was like a midnight decision, whether we were going to be considered in or out of, you know, the very first closure. Um, but we, we fought to say, Hey, listen, we're taking care of, you know, doctors and firefighters and police officers, and nurses who have to go to work. So, you know, we're considered essential and, you know, so we were deemed essential. Um, it was just tough. I mean, we saw a huge drop off in the business just because people were afraid. I mean, it, it's just the reality of it. Uh, but, you know, now people come, you know, we make sure, you know, the tables are wiped and we mask and do what we can to keep people safe, but it is a hands-on profession. So there is a, a level of having to get comfortable with that, but the, the contact is, is safe, you know, it, it, everything's doing it. And um, so the business started picking up again and people started coming in and um, we've managed. I mean, we've been able to, uh, you know, survive through it. We let people know where they're, it was interesting in the beginning, people would call, you know, two months after March 14th, when the whole crap hit the fan, they, you know, they started calling in May going, are you open? I'm like, yeah, we've been open the whole time. You know, I'm thinking they just knew that, but I guess they didn't. Uh, and so it slowly picked up uh, and people come like CrossFit community is great. They, you know, they come for injuries and for well-being. You know, people come because they want higher level of performance or like, and other people come because something tweaks. Mm -hmm. I find, uh, 
you know, the, the, the conversation that I have with, the, you know, as some of us middle-aged like myself, you know, get out there and, you know, want to compete with the 20 year old who's next to us. A lot of what I'm coaching people on in the office is their headspace with working out and why do they do it? You know, I, um, I used to joke around. I would come in every, every time I would come to the gym and work out. And I would say to Brian, I just said another PR. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, breath's taken. I, I won. You know? <laughs> so like, you know, so you're always just another day lived is a personal record every day. Right. So um, that's what we're all about. And, you know, so I always have to sit down with people when they're hurt. And they're like, I want to get back and I want to do this. I'm like, well, but why do you, why do you go to CrossFit? And what, what are you, what are you trying to achieve? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I think people have to step back and figure out why they do it and then approach it in that way. Um, you know, there's some people who want to play CrossFit, you know, CrossFit is a sport on a lot of levels. And when you go balls to the wall in a sport, you can get hurt. Um, just like if you're playing all out football, I mean, something might happen to you. Um, but it's also a sport that you can play and get fit while you're playing it, mm -hmm. as opposed to tennis, where you probably play tennis every day and not achieve a certain level of fitness from playing it. You know, you need, but this, this sport of CrossFit allows you to get fit at the same time you're playing the game. And so it's the level of competitiveness. I, I sort of work on people. I've, I've talked to people about how sometimes, you know, using less weight is okay. It's not what the person next to you is doing. I mean, it's all about modifying and finding what's works for you. And the best kind of workout is the kind you'll do, you know? So what you can show up for and do is the best for you. And so uh, I try to encourage that with them and just nurture the people through the injuries. I mean, they come in, they're hurt. We're able to, you know, help them get back to what they want to do. Um, you know, there's a few people now who've been coming in recently. Um, you know, I can't tell you who, but they, you know, they, uh, mm -hmm. you know, have little injuries and they're getting ready for the open. And I'm like, you know, sort of like, okay, listen, the open's coming. It's not, you're not on TV. You're not, you know, if you win, you win. It's a, you're just playing, just go have fun and don't get hurt, you know? So, uh, but what I've, um, what I tell my other patient population who isn't CrossFit will often, they'll often ask me, uh, you know, what do you think of CrossFit? I heard it's bad, you know, and it, it's been maligned sometimes in the, mm. in the chiropractic world um, because of injury. And the reason that that happens is poor coaching. And one of the things that Prototype has is, is amazing coaches. The, the unfortunate part of CrossFit is, you know, not nothing against anybody, but you can go out and take a weekend class and become CrossFit certified and open up a gym. But unless you really have the background and the training, it's, you really need to research who it is you're training with and, and technique is everything. And, and prototype is awesome at that. Um, it, it's just, it's great. And, you know, people who come in really, you know, I'm like, well, show me what you're doing when you deadlift or this or that. And they really know what they're doing because they've learned, you know, so it, it's, it's great. Uh, so I don't think that's happening. Sometimes it's just because their head gets in the way um, a lot of times. And, it's hard. Yeah. The uh, listening, you're saying a lot of stuff, listening to your coaches, putting your ego aside and the approach that you've taken is that, you know, continual progress, consistency, that matters much greater than, you know, trying to set a new personal record every single time you're in the gym. The personal record is, like you said, breaths taken, another day lived, feeling good, you know, feeling better, working towards your personal fitness goals. And that can be yeah. a bunch of different stuff. I, I probably say once every week or so to some CrossFitter, I'm like, listen, if you deadlift 400 pounds, you def deadlift 350 pounds, you're not a better person. I said, it's okay. You're lifting weight. 
you're moving things around, you're picking up something heavy, you're putting it down, you're moving, you're breathing, mm-hmm. you're doing some good in your life. And, uh, you know, have the right coaches doing it is awesome. So, yeah, no, it's been great. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Something I had never liked before. Weightlifting scared me. It was not enjoyable, but this has made it great. <laughs> Learning the techniques and doing that. Um, it's been a really neat training. I um, One of the other things I did was... Um, my, my wife used to do these sprint triathlons and mm. for me to go run three miles, you know, was like, ugh, you know, I would hate the idea of it. And um, I really did. I, I decided I would do one with her, you know, like, all right, let's just do this thing. And, um, and uh, it was wild. I didn't train running at all, but just did CrossFit for a while. And uh, I just went out one day and just ran the three miles. I'm like, holy shit. I just ran three miles. I didn't even stop. It was like, so you get this level of fitness that you're not even aware of that, transfers well to other activities and mm. so i ran these couple triathlons like no problem i mean i wasn't winning but i wasn't trying to win i was just uh trying to finish and run and bike and swim the whole way and it, they were awesome you know, so uh that that helped so that was kind of a neat evolution in my uh in my fitness to say wow i could just do this um you know without even really thinking or training much for it just cross training with crossfit um worked well so that was kind of cool um it works yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and like I said, the best workout is the workout you'll do. I mean, people will come in the office all the time and say, well, which is better, you know, this or this. I'm like, the one you'll do is the better one, you know, the one you'll so, do and the one you'll do consi- consistently. Yeah. That you'll consistently show up for. So for nine years, I've stuck with it and, you know, I crossed it three or four times a week and it's been, you know, nine years straight of doing that. So it's great. I feel good. I mean, I'm, I can't tell you, I mean, the number of, people in the world, Mike and I were talking about this, so, you know, relating it back to COVID and unfortunately, you know, how many people have passed and it's a, a tragedy, but the bigger tragedy than COVID is the, the unhealthy nation we live in. I mean, you know, we have so many Americans dying, but it's because so many Americans have all the cofactors that make it a risk. I mean, obesity being the biggest one or heart disease or blood pressure, every single one of those diabetes or type two diabetes is a lifestyle issue or cardiometabolic lifestyle issue that could be controlled with diet and exercise and we we wouldn't be facing the the level of this pandemic in this country if we were just healthier so it's it's awful and so just getting people to stick with something and do it it would be so amazing and if we could use our resources that way it would be incredible you know we should be out there saying are you making sure you're doing xyz not not just are you making sure you're wearing a mask and distancing but are you making sure you're also exercising and getting vitamin d and eating right and sleeping enough and drinking enough water we'd have a lot less dead people you know and it's 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 a shame maybe one day fitness or exercise facilities gyms trainers maybe they'll be deemed essential yeah i would hope Right. I mean, it, what a crazy thing to close gyms in the middle of this. It's what people need the most. The yeah, community of it. The, the mental health component, right? Yeah. That, that's huge. All of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of it. I mean, it's great that people are doing it at home, but especially what makes CrossFit such a wonderful thing is the community spirit of it. Uh, getting that is, is vital to life. I mean, this yeah. lockdown is tough on people. So it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be nice uh, when we can open up and get back out there and be with each other and high five each other without worrying about sanitizing our hands first. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all looking forward to that. I think we're getting towards awesome. that, the other side, but uh, something that I wanted to ask you is a lot of people, you know, coming from your profession tend to, this is just my opinion, but I would imagine tend to use your services when they're in pain. 
right? Versus like a, ma a, ma a maintenance. And I know how important maintenance. Yeah, is, it's right? um, like it, it, it's 50-50, right? So yeah. um, we, we tend to feel like we're okay if we're feel okay. Like mm -hmm. I feel good. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to do anything. But it's sort of, I, one of the analogies I give people is like, well, you know, you go to the gym to lose 20 pounds you do that, you don't say, okay, I'm cool now, I'm done. You know, it's like, you're never done. I mean, you're always taking care of yourself. So when someone sees a chiropractor, what they're seeing me for is, let's just, without using all the fancy words, but simple spinal misalignment. Mm -hmm. But that happens due to stress. And when I say stress, I don't just mean emotional stress, but we all have that. You know, there's job, relationships, finances, kids, you know, the pandemic. You know, emotional stress holds us in our, in our, in our bodies and it's, it's really tough. And then there's chemical stress, things we eat or drink or breathe, you know, you know, stress us out. We're not all perfect at all of that. So that toxifies our system and, and causes issues. And then there's physical stress. So we all bend and lift and twist. And I'm seeing a ton of people just sitting so much more, you know, with the pandemic, just not going to work, they walk from their bedroom to their I don't know, their couch or their dining room table and they sit in front of their computer and eight hours later they're... I think people are, I think I've read somewhere that people are sitting an average of three to four hours additional per day yeah, now. And then, and then add, let's, let's add pounds of snow on it. Get yeah. Up and start to shovel. Right. Right. Like, so yeah, one of the things I talk about, I'll show you now is I tell like, so you and I have been talking for, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. I tell everybody, look, don't sit for more than 10 minutes. So just stand up, do a jumping jack, sit back down. I mean, how long did that take me? Like a yeah. second, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, but you should be doing that all day. If you're sitting like every 10 minutes, you should get up. I mean, mm -hmm. for a second, do a bodyweight squat, do a push up, you know, and, and sit back down like a minute. I mean, a minute, a second, you know, and, and you, uh, it's so much healthier for you, you know? And um, so all these physical stresses, chemical stresses, emotional stresses can cause spinal misalignment. So what we need to do is we need to figure out ways to remove those. So there's meditation and yoga, exercise, stretching, laughing. You know, it helps our body get rid of some of these things. But, uh, you know, having someone check your spine, myself, you know, look at your spine to say, all right, well, this is not perfect. And if we make it perfect, you're just going to perform at a higher level in everything. And so that's where maintenance chiropractic comes in. You know, most professional sports teams have a chiropractor on the team who's, and they're seeing people who, whether they're in pain or not, I mean, yes, they're treating injuries, but they're also saying, I want to perform at a higher level. I um, probably, I can't think of when, but it's probably, I mean, in practice 31 years. So somewhere around 25 years ago, when the, the LPGA would come through Canton, Blue Hills, uh, there was a team of us who would go volunteer and work, uh, as in a chiropractic place in at the LPGA yeah. and uh those women would come sometimes literally eight times over the course of the four-day event I mean they'd wow. come in they're like and they weren't in pain but they'd go they'd hit 100 balls you know on the range they'd yeah. say hey you know I got a little hitch in my swing come on I, they, I adjust them they'd go out and play the the whole round, they come back, they hit another hundred balls, and then you'd adjust them again. You do that every day for four days. And they were just, they're like, I just want to, you know, perform at my highest level. Yeah. And you see these, I mean, look at not Tiger from this recent injury, but you know, these mm. people with tons of back pain, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a dynamic motion and it's very yeah. it's abnormal, not abnormal, but um, aggressive. It's balance too. I mean, you're yeah, only swinging on one side. So, yeah. yeah. So we're, so, yeah, a lot of people come for just general well-being performance. I think um, it's shocking to people when they're in my office and they'll see 
a mom bring a newborn baby into me. You know, it's like, okay, well, there's birth trauma or, you know, kids fall a million times learning to walk or, you know, they bash their heads. And, you know, so just getting their spine checked, not because they're in pain, but because they want to achieve a higher level of functionality. Uh, it's just one more, one more thing you can apply to somebody to make them healthier. It's sort of like the benefit of eating, I don't know, organic vegetables. I mean, you're not seeing the the benefit when you eat them, but long-term, you know, it's beneficial. So long-term getting your spine adjusted is like, hey, is there anything out of place? So coming in for a tune-up, sort of like a dental cleaning, if you think mm. of it that way, is just, uh, that's about half my practice. And the other half is my back's effed up. Can you do something about it? You know, so, you know, we're there for them. So it's, you know, it's you pretty- got, you, In other words, you, you got their back. I got their back. I do. <laughs> I got your back. Oh, uh, man. It's, yeah, they uh, pop in. it happens all the time. I mean, especially after CrossFit. I mean, I, we were just talking about some of the people who pop in at 6 a.m. You know, they, they work out at 5 a.m. and then I open at 6 and they're uh, they're popping in my office. They're waiting there in the parking lot. Like, come on. Right, feeling good. Just get me back yeah. into a place. And sometimes they're not feeling good, you know, but whatever right. it is. Yeah. So, yeah. It keeps them going and it keeps them moving. Absolutely. And that's ultimately what it all boils yeah. down to. Yeah. Good spinal mechanics just, uh, you know, will help, you know, it. I mean, we can move into the next level of what I do, but, you know, I went on further in my education. I got my postdoc in functional neurology. I think we talked about that a little bit in the gym, maybe with Brian a little that, bit. Yeah, this stuff fascinates me. I, you know, I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Just, um, you know, kind of give it the, the high level. I don't think a lot of people really know about this sort of stuff. And it's been a while since you and I talked about. Yeah, we haven't talked about it much. Um, yeah. I remember months back, uh, Brian and I did a little experiment to try and see if we could increase, you know, weights by just, or amount you could lift uh, by just doing some weird stimulation. But the basic principle of functional neurology is that uh, we have uh, two hemispheres in our brain and for us to achieve the highest level of function, they both should be at equal levels. And, and one side of the brain does one thing, one side does other things. It's, it's not as simple as all this, but you know, people's brain should be sort of at even levels. And over time in life, sometimes we see these imbalances. So if we apply a stimulation equally, oftentimes we're improving them, but we're improving them like this. We're not doing this or doing yeah. this. And so uh, a lot of the functional neurology approach is looking at imbalances in people and saying, what stimulation can I do to activate a certain part of your brain to help that rise to a better level and then again, improve performance. And we use all types of stimulations. I mean, the patients who come in regularly don't see this because that's it's sort of the specialty work I do outside of regular office time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we might use light stimulation in someone's eyes or play music in just one ear. And uh, there's some, I don't know if you've ever seen them. There's these things called eye lights that some athletes have uh, used successfully where they, mm -hmm. they get stimulation from one, one hemisphere of space to stimulate one part of their brain and they find they're able to um, perform better. It, it was cool. It came out of a study, an interesting sports study of um, uh, swimmers and their, and their uh, takeoff time off the blocks. And they were finding that um, when the photographers would line up on one side of the pool, it would change their time. And it was the flashing of the light in their eye actually at the takeoff changed some of their reaction speed. And um, they put some of that together. Well, wow, if we stimulate them one way, we can raise their reaction speed based on their brain imbalance. Mm -hmm. So for one person, maybe light from the right side of space is good, but for someone else, right from the left side of space. And the evaluation of that is sort of what I you know, went back to school for. So it's, uh, that was just a postdoc thing that was kind of fun um, for me. And then, yeah. um, 
in my world travels, as you brought up, somewhere in the middle of that, uh, Gail and I were driving through the countryside of Iceland and we got wrecked. And um, I wasn't a CrossFitter at that. This was 15 years ago. So or before you and I even met and um, I was life flighted, big head injury, shattered oh, collarbone, dislocated jaw. And um, I wound up being treated by a functional neurologist uh, for some of that. And uh, is that what got you into Is that? Uh, what got no, I was actually in the program uh, when that happened. I was, oh. I was in, in my postdoc schooling for it. But uh, it was I actually got to see it applied live time, you know, so it was kind of cool. That is cool. And uh, oh, I'm glad you're okay from Yeah, that. me too. It was a cool experience. I got a helicopter ride, but I don't even remember it. <laughs> it was kind of cool. I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't well, Gail talked her way onto the copter. I know one of our members is a life flight nurse. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Gail, Gail talked her way onto the onto the helicopter and came with me. Uh, to, oh, that's that's like, awesome. Yeah. Got a got a uh, a free a free flight free out of helicopter. it. Yeah, I think she was a little freaking out at the time. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I can imagine. Um, so Dan, we've been chatting and there's so much that you've, some, a lot of knowledge that you've dropped. Um, I'm going to hit you with these spitfire questions. I'm going to ask you one that's not on the, uh, not on this list, but, um, we mentioned traveling. What's the, your favorite place you've traveled or the best place you've traveled of all time. And I know you, again, I know you've been in a lot of places. Yeah, you want to give a little summary. Yeah, that's so hard. Um, uh -huh. there, there were different experiences. I think, I, I think it's interesting. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, when you, a lot of times it's not what happens or where you've been, it's, it's, it's the moment. You know, when Gail and I got engaged, we were helicopter hiking in the Canadian Rockies and you would take this helicopter up and they would teeter you over this ridge and you jump out and, you know, you had a guide and like, get out, get out these old like nom copter pilots, you know, and then like, <laughs> drive away and you're standing on this ridge in the middle of the Canadian Rockies and you look around and you're like, be the only people who've ever been here in the history of mankind you know or humankind and it's like yeah. wow but uh you're not and and uh you know so that was that was pretty amazing uh i, I really liked i really liked uh, italy of the countries i've been to i mean mm. it's the people and and it's just sort of those moments those days you have that you remember there's an area of italy called the cinque terre along the coastline and um hiking that was just amazing. Most of it's the outdoor adventure kind of stuff. Mm. Most recently, uh, the year before, so not this past September, but a year ago, uh, Gail and I hiked the, um, the Inca Trail in Peru with to Machu Picchu. So we did the whole mm. hike. And you talk about people in shape, you know, we're huffing and puffing at, you know, 14,000 feet. And these porters in like broken like Tevas, you know, are carrying like 70 pounds, just like flying past you. Like, okay, we'll, we'll see at the, at the yeah. camp, you know, uh -huh. and they're there like three hours before you, they got it set up a hot meal for you. And you're like dying to get there, but it's pretty cool. I know I've seen some pictures of you doing some hiking with the guys and, you know, some mountain hiking and stuff. It's, but those are, those are the best. It's really the memories of, of the, of the experiences, you know, some trips with my kids and stuff, but as far as physically beautiful, those Canadian Rockies were just stunning, but, but Italy is, um, hands down just an amazing trip every time so i knew that was going to be a hard question for you yeah there's I figured no there was going to be uh yeah I mean, these moments and these in the in the different experiences within each but it sounds like the outdoor components of these things you're not yeah. going on a vacation and just sitting on a beach there's a lot it's of not it's not our thing i mean you yeah. know i get that like people like to do that but um no i mean it's always like the culture the food oh, this was the best you know I know gnocchi you've ever had, you know, you remember that one taste and that one, that one. Ex uh, yeah. It's, it, there's no favorite. I, I don't think, I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's, 
you know, the memories just hit you. They well over you and you're like, wow, that was fun. I would do that again. Awesome. But there's so many other places to go. I always have, uh, you know- again, yeah, What's I, the next place? What's the next place you guys are- uh, Yeah, like, let's end my... this pandemic. Um, you know, the next place is going to take some change in, in my office because I, I, I've been 31 years. I've never taken more than a week. You know, mm -hmm. because people want you around. And so uh, mm -hmm. when we can do two weeks, it'll be Australia and New Zealand. That'll be, that's, that's high on the bucket list. And I'd like to, um, I'd like to hike in, uh, in Patagonia down in Chile. And uh, I had this bucket list thing about the uh, Kilimanjaro, but uh, Gail's not interested. So I'll have to find some people who want to do that. <laughs> Are you familiar with Win Hof? Have you looked I at am. The yeah, the Win Hof method. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah so, so these guys like climb, like, you know, it takes most people like, I don't Didn't know, he climb Everest in like shorts and like, yeah, like and that was it? Sort of, but it, like they, so they do that to Kilimanjaro and it takes these people, the typical person, I don't know, 12, 10, 12 days acclimation. These guys like take this course and they do it in like two days in like shorts and a t-shirt, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane. I don't want to do that, but I, no. I, I'd like to do it. So, uh, yeah, Wim Hof method, cold submersion all that the breathing techniques it's yeah it's pretty, breathing it's, and, and cold yeah it's pretty fascinating yeah it's, it's fascinating stuff i'm reading his book right now it's, it's pretty cool stuff yeah um my father-in-law is really into that um next question favorite movie tv show of all time and or oh wow man so those are so hard um you know, I'm a, I, I, I ask the tough questions, man. I'm, a, I'm like, you know, like I'm a, like a stand-up comic on the side. So I, I love the, the TV series. I mean, I love every Seinfeld, you know, just watching Seinfeld uh -huh. just, just keeps me going. Movie, you'd have to give me a, a genre, you know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if I had to say, okay, this is the movie, I'd probably Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh. That's the classic. Yeah. Basically, like, the easiest way to think of that question is how I think of it is if you're scrolling through TV, like a bunch of TV channels or whatever, and... Every time that movie's on, you have to watch it regardless. It, it, it's Shawshank then, because right, that's, that's the it. one. Like, I'll stop and I'll just watch that. You know, Animal House is up there too. <laughs> you know, that's, oh, that's such a classic too. Those classics are just like, but he, you know, even the newer classes, like the, the comedy, like The Hangover or something, like you just stop and you're like, there's so many great lines in all these movies. It's like, how do you not watch them? But yeah, no, I, I like the movies. I did that yesterday. I was watching, I turned on Super Bad, which is one of my favorites oh, yeah. of all time. It's one of the most quotable it's you know it might not be everyone's cup of tea but it's the stupid comedy stuff that i like next question danny uh favorite musician or music artist or band of all time oh favorite musician is jt probably james taylor i'm i'm always yelling at brian i'm like can we turn this head banging stuff off kill your mother <laughs> you know da, da, da. I'm like, just put on some mellow you know like i'm You're asking like, brian that he plays reggae he just plays reggae music all the time he doesn't all those workouts at noon are like you know head banging raps yeah yeah um, yeah <coughs> gotta have the higher tempo when you're when you I guess. Drown, okay. drown out the the the, the pr breaths as you know when i'm working out of, I, I i put on like um you know Billy Joel radio, Simon and Garfunkel radio, uh, James Taylor radio on Spotify. And the kids will come up at, up into the bonus from the workout room. Uh -huh. And they're like, how do you work out to this music? I'm like, I'm working out slow, obviously. I guess. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Know. I do the same thing. If I'm at home working out, I think I put yeah. on uh, Dave Matthews band yeah. Or, uh, yeah. or John Mayer or something like that. It's the same sort of thing. Is it yeah. like it? You know? Yeah. So, I like it. Um, and then last question. I think I know the answer to this, but like, what's your favorite thing you're, to do when you're not working? working out, 
you know, what's your, what's your favorite activity? Well, so, you know, my, my pastime, what we would say travel and, and a, a, I'm a foodie, but actually mm-hmm. um, we you know this about me, but I'm a big poker player. Yes. So, uh-huh. um, so that's probably what we didn't I'm, even talk about that. You got on the, uh, yeah, you know, let's talk I, about that. Let's, yeah, let's, let's end it with yeah, that. Um, yeah. So poker is like my thing, right? So that's uh-huh. my little side hobby um, that not a lot of people know, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, three years ago or whenever it was, You're I, good. I, I don't know what good means, but I, I did <laughs> win this, um, I did win this tournament that got me into the world series of poker, the main event flew mm-hmm. out to Vegas, the whole TV thing. You know, I wasn't on TV I and mean, we were, but it didn't air, but, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. It was a great experience. I, I didn't win anything, but it was it was fun. I played, you know, it's a seven-day tournament or I, you know, made it deep into the second day and typical poker bad luck crap. But but um, but it was, uh, you know, but I played well and I felt good about it. And uh, yeah, no, so that's something I do. It's a bunch of uh, different groups I play with, um, mm. you know, this group of like 85-year-old guys, you know, old guys in Wellesley that I play with. And then, yeah. uh, then there's, you know, the younger crowd I play with these, you know, kind of what you call these real blue collar kind of grungy dudes you know yeah. it's fun though it's just neat to mix it up and I different love groups yeah i love the game i love you know the the different personalities and mm-hmm. i like the psychology of it, the math of it and it's i don't know if you find this but you know you, you work with people all day you're you're on you know mm-hmm. you can't have a bad day mm-hmm. i mean you can but you're not yeah. supposed to bring it into the gym exactly, i'm trying yeah. to bring it into my office so, you know, we're always having a good day at work or you're always having a good day in the gym. But the truth of the matter is we're human and we're not always having a good day. And sometimes mm-hmm. the last place you want to be is at the gym, but it's your livelihood, you know. So, you know, or the last place I want to be is in the office. So you, you, you get present time consciousness and you give it your all and you show up 100% every time. Um, but sometimes you need some, some break from that. And I find poker is, you know, completely different than any of that right mm. it's like i can go into a poker game put on a hoodie put my hood up and not say a word for 12 hours and just sit there and play and be in my own head and be in the math of the game or the psychology of the game and um it's you know i don't have to say a word and as you i'm where you can hear how fast i talk i'm a new yorker and just <laughs> blah, 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 and that's all day in my office and i never shut up and and then you know, I never shut up when I'm working out in the gym and you know there's a constant chatter going on while I'm working out and it's uh-huh. it's probably annoying to some people when I'm working out next to them. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, I find the escape in poker to be like, wow, this is just so different than anything mm-hmm. I have to do all day. And it's really nice, you know, so it's, it's good. I play a fair amount and it's been, even, even through COVID, there's a couple places that are open to, you know, they mask up and keep it relatively safe. And, you know, we've been able to do it. It's been good. So that's awesome. Yeah. Safe. I think everyone needs that activity that they can shut their brain off or just, you know, de-stress or take their mind off things. And for, for a lot of people that's working out and exercise and it might be CrossFit and that sort of thing. But, you know, I think having additional hobbies for me, it's golf. And that's been the last six or so, maybe plus years now that I've been playing golf, but it's like, get on the golf course, you're outside two, two to four hours of, uh, of time spent where, uh, you're kind of just doing your thing. But, uh, but Danny, I, uh, I appreciate you being on the community That's conversation. Awesome. What was that? Yeah. Sorry, I think you broke up a little bit. But, uh, but, but Dan, I, I appreciate you being on the community conversation. Dude, I mean, I'm losing uh, you. I think we're losing you. Yeah, yeah. You're coming back now. We're, uh, yeah, I think we're, yeah. we're, we're coming to an end here. But uh, again, I was just mentioning, thank you so much for being on the community conversation. Thank you conversation. for having me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And uh, 
thank for everyone that's tuning in and watching and listening right now. Just remember every week we're releasing a new community conversation with a new guest to get your week started. So to be the first to know about the new community conversation when it's posted, subscribe to our YouTube page. We're also now on Spotify and major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts. We also release this in our daily brief newsletter every Monday, again, to get your week started. And if uh, you're not in our community members only group on Facebook and you're a member of Prototype, just let us know. We'll make sure that we get in there because we also post the community conversation in there as well. So uh, until next time, uh, Dan, thank you again for, for being on today, my man. Thanks. It's actually great seeing you like this. I mean, we never get to talk anymore. So we'll have to uh, get this gym open. All right. A hundred percent, my man. Thank yeah, you so thanks. much. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Good catching thanks. up with you. All right. Thanks. Love to thanks, everybody. Danny. All right.